Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today we have a story of an entitled parent telling their own kid that they were a failure. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, Entitled Mom brings in a herd of children and stays at a store register for almost two hours. So I work in retail, I've posted a bit about the customers and situations I've met before, but there's usually not much to tell. I work in a very specific type of grocery store that's similar to Whole Foods, just a lot smaller and unknown. It caters to people who need additional support in society, mentally or physically disabled, immune compromised or on special diets, elderly and impoverished. Because of how delicate our customer base normally is, my team isn't trained to handle highly intense situations, as they almost never happen, and we stand by the motto of having perfect customer service. Despite the small store team, we do our best to clean and tidy everything up to picture-perfect standards and try to never allow a customer to leave upset. Unlike the main chains like Walmart, the people that shop here tend to be very polite, almost neighborly. On occasion, of course, there are slip-ups. Things happen, unforeseen events, things we weren't trained for, things we don't have the power to control, and so on. Usually the customers are very understanding if we can't do something, or it takes a while to do. This was not one of those times. I worked the registers at my store. I'm not the head cashier, but I was trained directly under him and know everything he does. I choose not to request a promotion because it's a lot of extra work for hardly a pay bump, but I am qualified to train new people and take on more difficult register situations. On this day, I was training a new person I'll call A. Our registers were right beside each other, if she ever needed help, so I left her to it. Sometimes I noticed if an order would be more difficult, I called the customer to my register instead and let her help with the easier or smaller carts. Towards the end of the day, a very large order came in and she asked to handle it, so I let her do just that while I helped the rest of the line. It was about three carts worth, so it would take a significant amount of time, leaving only me to handle anyone else that comes up until she was done essentially locking me at the register. The customer A was helping consisted of a mother and about 12 children of various ages. At least, the ones I could count. It was difficult to know exactly because they don't want to stay still. The youngest was a very tiny infant the mother was carrying in a baby carrier, while the oldest looked to be a boy likely no older than 16 or 17. Just on that basis alone, I could theorize not all of them were her own, but... I didn't exactly ask. The massive group was rather rowdy, but we've had energetic kids before, so I didn't think anything of it. I tuned out the noise while I helped the continuous line, which took about 15 minutes to get through. Between breaks of customers, I would look over to see how A was doing. Each time, she seemed to be doing fine while the mom was bagging, but I found myself checking up on the children each time too. The first time I looked over, the mom had given the baby to one of the little kids, who left the infant in the middle of the floor to run around with one of the other little girls. The register area was large, so it wasn't path obstructing, but I could tell it was becoming irritating for the customers to walk around as they approached me. The group continued to trash the area, but being stuck at my register, 
I couldn't move to request them to not mess up our displays and reusable bag shelves, and it wasn't good customer service to yell out in front of a customer to another customer. I just told myself I'd fix it after they left and not make a big deal out of it. Each time I looked over, something new was going wrong. The bag display was getting rummaged through with bags tossed on the floor, carts were being messed with and loudly getting slammed back into the cart rows. Multiple times they tried to beg their mother for candy and screaming when she said no. Towards the end, it got to the point one of the children took a basket from someone who had just entered and was about to grab one. Every so often, I would try and call out to the children and ask if they wanted stickers to distract them from their chaos, but with not being able to yell, I was drowned out every time and I could tell A was getting increasingly stressed. Another half hour passed before I had a decent break in the line again, so I approached A and asked if everything was going alright. A said, yeah, it's alright, I'm almost finished. The entitled mother said, it's fine, it would be better if she was faster than this. A said, sorry, I'm still in training and there's a lot here. The entitled mother says, you don't need training to hold crap in front of a screen, but whatever. I noted the irritation and tried to lighten the mood, per our customer service motto. I said, would your kids like some stickers? I have a lot of options. Princesses, dinosaurs, Paw Patrol. Absolutely not. They'll put them all over my car. I said, oh, that's fine. People say no sometimes, so it wasn't a big problem. Although I admit I was a tad irritated because I was really hoping to collectively distract them from trashing my department. Still, I tried to keep a smile. I said, would you like some help bagging? She said, fine, you do it. A tad forceful in her tone, but it was a whatever. I'd be annoyed too if I had so many children running around my legs at that moment. As I started to bag, I began to notice two things. One, the infant was still on the ground, and two, the bag supply was running low, and there was still a whole cart left to go. I said, do you have any more bags? She said, no, get me some boxes. I said, all right, I'll get you some. If you don't mind, could you move the baby as well? I think one of your kids set them down and it's blocking the path. I don't want them to get hurt. They say she's not crying, so she's fine. Nobody's going to trip over her there. I said, it's just that a lot of people use walking devices and can't move very well, and she's right in the middle of the register area. She says, oh my god, fine. Of course, I was a bit in shock, but I didn't say anything about it. That wasn't my place. The child had pushed it with his foot, practically kicking this baby carrier with a young infant in it, and she just had no care about it. When the last bag was full, I left the register to start grabbing some boxes from our recycling box pile. Instead of throwing out stocking boxes, we fold them and put them at the registers to be used by customers instead of adding to extra waste with plastic or paper bags. It's part of what my store does to contribute to recycling and less landfill and pollution. That being said, that means we only have what we have. She says, do you have any bigger boxes? I say this is all we have right now. I'm sorry, I'm good at packing though. I'll fill them to capacity for you. She says, no, I want something bigger. I don't want to make multiple trips in my house. I said, absolutely, I understand. I organized the boxes up here myself after they were delivered. I can check for you, but I'm pretty sure this is as big as we have right now. We haven't had a large shipment in a few days. If you'd like instead, we have bags for sale. Although I said that, I was 100% sure that we didn't have anything bigger. I was the only one that organized the register boxes after all. 
I wanted to be careful with my phrasing though, out of worry that if I sounded certain of something, it would make her more angry than if she could challenge it. She said, you know what, whatever, the kids can bring them in, don't pack them too heavy. With a nod, I did as she asked, and the register was silent for a few minutes while A scanned, I packed, and Entitled Mother put items on the belt. At least, it was silent in conversation. The children never let up for even a moment. I packed as much as I could before another customer arrived, and I had to rush back to my own register. It was a small order though, and I kept tuned into A's register the entire time just in case. Entitled Mother says to one of her children, I didn't realize one of these eggs are cracked. Go back and get another pack. Put these back. A says, you can leave them up here. It's okay. We don't want to sell a pack with a broken egg anyway. She said, no, I'm not wasting food. I'll put them back. A says, it's really okay. We'll just put them in the back room, I think, for the dairy manager to take out the cracked one and put in a good egg. As the customer I was helping left, I turned over to watch the scene. A sounded like she was handling the customer service aspect well, but nobody was trained to handle stubborn customers like this as, again, we rarely actually had these sorts of situations. Completely ignoring A, Entitled Mother handed the pack of eggs to one of the younger children. There was a short conversation between her and the child, which consisted of a long-winded way to say, be careful, and almost instantly, the child, after saying okay, tried to run. This led to him tripping over one of the card wheels and just like that, he went down, eggs following. Now luckily not all the eggs cracked, but I jumped into action like it was instinct. Only four of the eggs shattered, but the small child started to cry. I said, are you alright? Entitled mother said, see, I told you to be careful. Now look what you did. This is your fault and someone has to clean it up now. You should have listened to me. I said, it's really okay, we can clean up the spill. I'm just worried if he's okay. That was a tough fall. She says, if he's hurt, it's his own fault. I told him to be careful. I say we have spills all the time. I'm not worried about it. She says, he should know better. That's that. This small child stopped his wailing and was trying to hold back his tears while the siblings and possibly friends watched the scene. He got back up and didn't look at me or his mom, refusing to respond to either of us. We have spills all the time. It was way too harsh for a small kid. I wonder why she even asked one of the little ones, rather one of the elder children. The oldest one, the boy I mentioned previously, had been standing by the register in total silence the entire time. He acted completely unresponsive to everything that's happened so far, and might as well have been a statue. Seeing how the little boy wasn't going to reply, and the entitled mother was insistent on scolding him every time I tried to dismiss blaming him for an accident, I went back to my register and paged for a spill cleanup. Once again, getting stuck in my register with another customer appearance, the situation was starting to feel draining. I almost considered sneaking the poor child a sticker, but I didn't want to cause any issues with entitled mother. I got stuck in my register for the longest time with a consistent line and many larger orders. Almost an hour passed, but I hadn't even noticed because the entitled mother was still there. How long did an order like this take? A was still new, but at this point it had almost been two hours at one register. It was astounding. Orders of that size took maybe 30 to 45 minutes. Maybe an hour if you have to bag as well and are still new. So I looked over to see one of these store managers standing there now. What on earth was going on in the time that I was distracted? 
A and the manager both seemed to be struggling with something. So, time to roll up my sleeves and whip out my knowledge. What's going on? I say, is everything okay? Something I can help with? Manager says, we're having a problem and trying to figure it out. Maybe you know? I say, I can try. What's the problem? A says, I finished scanning everything and she paid. The entitled mother jumps in and I forgot to use my coupons. I want to use them now. I have a lot of discounts. A says, how would she use them? I say, you can't use a coupon after you pay. You would need to refund everything and scan them again onto a new transaction. The system already took a payment. She says, that's ridiculous. I have coupons that I didn't use. I should be able to use them. She didn't ask if I had any. The manager says, we're only required to ask if you have a phone number. We couldn't have known if you have coupons. Did you put in your rewards number? She says, I did, but I have coupons too. I say, if you want, you can move to my register and I'll scan everything again. I can be very quick. She says, no, this is a manager issue. I don't trust you. The manager says, ma'am, OP knows more than I do to fix this. I know about general store problems. This is a register-specific problem, and OP was trained on the register for over a year by the cashier manager. They're the best person to help you right now. Entitled Mother says, So get the cashier manager. I don't see what the issue is. I say they have off today. How many coupons do you have? I'm sure I can fix this for you. From here, Entitled Mother dug into her purse and started grabbing handfuls of papers. She dropped coupons on the counter in bundles. As she was still grabbing the rest, I started to shift through them to see what we were dealing with. As I was looking, another customer appeared and the manager stepped away to help them while I focused on the situation. I noticed something about the coupons pretty quickly. Some were expired extensively. Some expired two years prior. Some had products that we didn't even carry anymore. While there were a few that were still valid, a vast majority of the pile was ineligible. I couldn't help but wonder how long she'd been saving coupons for this. I said, I'm not sure the computer will accept most of these. She says, I knew it. You're useless right now. I'm just going to wait for the real manager to be done. Me, annoyed at being interrupted, I said, I'm not sure the computer will accept most of these, but I am willing to price change the items on the computer and take the coupons anyway. It's something we can do if we're feeling generous. We don't have to offer that assistance to expired coupons. I thought my offer was good, but apparently Entitled Mother didn't see it that way. She said, are you being for real? This is almost $200 off. I said, okay, I'll take them for you. I saw her hesitate, then start to grab them and back them into her purse once again. I was entirely confused by the reaction, but decided not to fight it. Less work for me, I suppose? I didn't think about it back then, but writing it out now, I think she's been trying to recycle coupons and reuse them. It would explain why she had so many too, but I don't want to accuse. A said, well, if that's all for you today, would you like your receipt? She offered it out and entitled. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother practically snatched it and went to stuff it in one of the many boxes. She called for some of the children to start helping her push the carts and finally picked up the infant from sitting on the floor the entire time. I didn't notice it until she was walking out but there were just too many children to keep an eye on. But one of the youngest girls that had been laying on the floor by the bag shelf had actually been licking the floor. How do I know that? Well, I hadn't mopped yet, and there were some pretty visible wet tongue marks on the floor when I was cleaning the bags up afterward. So, yuck for that. Who knows what germs a grocery store checkout floor has? The worst offense after everything was discovered afterward, though. During closing duties, the store already locked, the manager came up with a mop bucket. He was on his way to the bathroom and informed me that the men's room was covered in pee. Not just the toilet seat or floor, but it was on the walls, the baby changing station, and we also needed to put a new toilet paper roll. None of our customers had done something like that before, and nobody complained about it during the day, so it definitely happened later in the evening. The manager is convinced the mother and group of children were the culprits. As for A, she was fine, a little startled, but she was just happy she didn't get in trouble about the coupons. She mostly works on stocking now though, and only stays on the registers if we need additional cashiers. So, sorry the story might not have been that exciting. No Karen boss fight or epic owning. Our store really likes ideal customer service, but the behavior of the entire group save for perhaps the older kids, won't leave my memory for a while. Honestly, the only saving grace of this entitled mother is the fact that they paid for their cart fulls of groceries. I would be afraid with an entitled mother like that and with like 12 kids running around the store that you're going to get to the point where you have all these carts there and then all of a sudden the card says, declined. What a nightmare scenario that would be. Our next story is Entitled Mother Withholding Inheritance. Update. I've learned the date set by my mother on the shares platform of when I can access the money. My 25th birthday. I can try to claim that she set the date and put in the inheritance without talking to me first, but it'll be a he said, she said thing. I consulted a legal professional about my situation, and they could look into taking legal action for the savings account issue, but since I've received that already, it doesn't seem worth it. Thank you all for your support with this. I feel very sad and defeated. On the positive side, even though I don't have access to the inheritance, technically my mother doesn't either. If she was to withdraw the inheritance money or any money under my name from the shares platform, then I can charge her for theft. This isn't the end of me talking about my entitled mother though, just the end of this section for now. Thank you for following along. Have a lovely day. So a quick background info on this story is essentially OP was entitled to an inheritance but their mother took it and put it in some kind of shares account that OP had no access to. So obviously OP did the right thing here in getting some legal consultation. I think it's a bit shady that they wouldn't be able to access this still. I think they should be able to. But at least it's apparently not in a situation where the mom is clearly going to keep it for herself. Hopefully. 
Our next story is Tales from My Time Living with Entitled Parents and Their Two Babies. I recently made a post talking about how my uncle Kyle, his girlfriend Jessica, the entitled parents of my story, and their two babies moved into our house. They lived with us for six months. After making my first post, I started to think of all the crazy things that happened while they were living in our house and thought I might share a few. Also, I wanted to ask people to stop blaming my mom for all this or at least try to understand her perspective. It wasn't an easy decision and she did it out of love for her baby nieces who didn't deserve to suffer. So when Kyle and Jessica first moved in, I didn't have my driver's license, just my permit. So since they were already at home doing nothing, it took Jessica months to find a job and Kyle never got one, Kyle and or Jessica drove me to school in the mornings. Because of that, they kept a car seat in the back of my car. They did have their own car, they just didn't want to drive it because then they would have to pay for gas. We let them take my car to drive me to school since it helped us out. Unfortunately, they took that to mean they could take my car whenever they want. Several times I'd asked where my car went and they'd taken it. There was this one time that I knew they were getting ready to leave, so I took my keys off the key rack and I put them in my room, aka the guest room. Both of them freaked out looking for the keys. They even asked me if I knew where they were. Eventually they were going to be late, so they just took their own car. I started to feel bad, so I asked my mom if they had a car seat in their car, because I thought that was why they were trying to take my car. But it turned out they did have a perfectly good car seat. They just didn't want to pay for their own gas and their car was dirty. Something else bothered me is the way that Jessica would always yell at my dog. I have a little lap dog and he's my baby. He's also an idiot. I can't stand when people yell at him. He's just a little guy. So when one of the babies would put their food on the ground, my puppy would run up and eat it really fast. That's when Jessica would usually start yelling at him and one time she even kicked him outside. I got really mad about that. Something else that really bothered all of us was when they took food upstairs. We've had this rule forever that we don't take any food upstairs because my dad is afraid of ants coming in. They knew this because my dad was always getting on them about it. One time Kyle was eating food and Jessica told him to go upstairs with her. When Kyle told her he was eating and couldn't take it upstairs, she said, who cares, just bring it. Me and my dad were both in the room and my dad got really angry. The food was a huge problem the whole time. When I eventually got my room back, I took out all the furniture and deep cleaned because it was nasty. I found a whole plate of spaghetti under the dresser. You couldn't walk in without stepping in crumbs. They also stole my Netflix and Hulu profile. They didn't even make their own, they stole mine. Like what's even the point of that? Anyways, there's a couple of stories from living with Kyle and Jessica. I swear, something different happened every week, so I have no shortage of stories. Their behavior is pretty horrendous. Just from what OP described, I don't really think they were that fit to be parents, to be honest. Like, I feel bad for that kid. They probably make them lap the food up off the floor when the kid does put their food on the floor. Our next story is, Entitled Parents Are Back in My Brother's Throat. So about a month ago, I posted how my parents threatened to kick out my brother since he wasn't doing anything with his life, and my parents discovered he's gay and had been chatting with a guy over Telegram and Discord with him, and my dad lit him up, but he was doing something with his life. But my parents didn't like what he was doing and decided to make it their problem. Anyways, he's still getting kicked out 5 days after he turns 18, which is legal since he'll no longer be a minor, which is BS because he'll be on his own. 
Not only that, his phone will be taken, his video games he bought with his own money, and anything he owned. Sure, they're probably going to let him pack a few things, but I don't think they're going to be merciful. My parents being cutthroat a week ago and yelled at my brother for being a disgrace to this family, and he took it like a champ and didn't even give a reaction. My parents don't give much love to him anymore either, and to make matters worse, I don't think anyone will go to his graduation part besides family, since a lot of people at my school heard my brother's gay from my parents and my little brother. I'm not gay myself, but the crap my parents pulled a month ago makes me mad. I just don't think what my parents are doing to him is great, but this is what life is. Honestly, him never getting any contact from those parents again is probably for the best, and I think OP should reach out to their brother and know that they're with them. Obviously, I don't want OP to get into a tough situation themselves. What's for the best is for OP to keep it low-key around the parents, until OP can get on their own two feet, and then OP themselves could probably go no contact or at least tell them how they feel and about how what they did was wrong. This next story is, these parents are so freaking awful. Yesterday, I was sitting on a bench listening to some music and watching some people play chess, giant version. A few kids that were around the age of 7 to 10 came up to me and began being a little annoying, pulling on my hair, yanking out my earbuds, etc. I tried to ignore it for a while until they started asking what gender I was, and to make it easier I just said boy, because I feel more like a boy than a girl, I'm trans mask. Then those little shirts started calling me a girl the entire time. I asked them to stop but they kept on going. I got tired and started to walk away to play chess with the people I was watching because it was my turn. The kids started to run around the playing board, moving the pieces and making it really hard to concentrate. Also started to tell me that I'm a girl and stop pretending that I'm a boy. I wanted to strangle them or something. Eventually the parents came but they didn't stop running around and calling me a girl. At this point I walk up to the parents and ask them if they can control their kids but the parents say that they're just being kids and to let them run around. I pointed out the fact that they were being little shirts and they were running around our match of chess. A few more minutes of this and I started to lose it. I began crying and just put my hands on my ears hoping it would stop. The parents then took away their kids and said I was a little baby. I told them I was trans and that it was really freaking hurtful when people call me a girl because I've been dealing with that my entire life. I can't just ignore that, it's not that simple. Sorry for the rant, I just needed to get that out of the way and this helped me get it off my chest. I'm not even angry at the kids, more at the parents, because they're probably the reason that those kids act that way. Probably is an understatement, they're definitely the reason those kids act that way. I mean look at how little responsibility they instilled in those kids. They not only let it happen, they essentially encouraged it. Our next story is, my dad told me I was a failure as a man and as a son because I told him I wanted to go to Hawaii on vacation. So back in October, I got a new job and when I got the job offer, I asked them what the latest possible start date was so that I may travel. They gave me a month, so I decided that I'll solo travel to Hawaii as I've always wanted to go my entire life. Well, when I told my dad I wanted to go, he immediately asked me when I was going to grow up and stop acting like a child. That traveling is a dream only children have. He then told me I'm a failure as a man and as a son because I wasn't married at 25 and haven't bought my parents a house. Mind you, my relationship with him is significantly better than it is with my mom. By the way, still went. 
I don't understand what's emasculating about going to Hawaii on vacation. Also, what is this with buying your parents a house, 1950? Unless you hit the jackpot, not many people are just going around willy-nilly at 25 buying their parents a house. I mean, what kind of ridiculous stuff is that? This next story is, my cousin moved in, stole huge sums, moved abroad, and I want revenge. Not really revenge, but I want her butt handed so she can return everything to me. She manipulated my father, her uncle, into thinking she isn't financially supported and that her parents and family back home in another country are abusive. My dad was kind enough to give her a roof over her head. Long story short, I found out that she's stealing money, objects, etc., reselling them and making the money also disappear for her own crap. The sum is pretty huge calculated together with the financial aid my family gave her. I found out too late and now she's back in her home country. I'm visiting my family in that country soon and as much as I want to beat her up, I just honestly want to find a way to return everything to my dad. The main one she stole from. Ideas? Maybe doing it from distance somehow? I mean, I wish OP the best of luck, but I don't have any great idea on how to get back at her, how to get this money back, especially when they crossed country lines. I mean, my best guess would be some kind of legal system, but I don't know how well that's going to work in a different country. Definitely is reminiscent to me, though, of like people who are addicts to things, and they'll steal their own relatives' items and go to pawn shops to get money. I just feel bad for anybody that gets stolen from. I think it's a very complex situation if you want to actually get the money back. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 